You signed your real name? Of course I did. If you believe in something, you sign your name to it. All right, I'm gonna tell you right now. I ain't crazy. This is the ground you'll die on. Are you sure? Oh my God, are you serious? Son, people can see you. I don't tell you what to do with your money. Don't fucking tell me what to do with mine, okay? I'm not as dumb as you think I am. I will defend myself. <laughs> he means it, sweetheart. Well, that's because you're an idiot. I will fight and win because I am the most intelligent. You sure about that? You sure about that? I got something I want to say. A lot of you motherfuckers I think you know who Kenny Powers is. Well, I'm here today to tell y'all you don't know shit. Oh, I give up. You're gonna get yourself killed, and this time I won't be able to save you. I make you laugh. I'm a clown. I amuse you. I'm here to fucking amuse you. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Go ahead and go. But I'm not gonna stop yelling, because then that'll mean I lost the fight. So, please leave a key under the mat. I love y'all very much. Peace out. Serenity now! Serenity now! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Uh... <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedgehead Pinball Podcast. I'm Alan of the Pinball Bar Wedgehead, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex the Waterboy. Hey, I'm Alex. I'm one half of the Wedgehead Pinball Podcast, and we're also joined today by our friend Greg Dunlap, phoning in from California. Hey, then. Hey, Greg. Thanks for joining us again. We're going to do a special segment. We've been calling this Die on This Hill, and... You have brought to us a Die on This Hill game, and basically what that means is game that you like, unironically, that a lot of people don't like. So games like we've done in the past, we've done Gilligan's Island, we've done Popeye Saves the Earth, and today you're bringing us... WWF Data East Royal Rumble! Correct. All right, so Royal Rumble is a wide-body pinball machine from 1994. It was designed by Joe Kamenkow and Tim Seckel with a young Lyman F. Sheets listed as a member of the software team. Currently ranks as number 158th in the Pinside Top 100 Games of All Time and had a listed production run of 3,500 units. Joe Kamenkow was the guy who had a hand in designing almost every Data East game during the 90s, and he usually designed things with a co-designer. In this case, it was Tim Seckel. I looked up Tim Seckel because I didn't really know who he was, but he has four other game credits for... Hook, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Last Action Hero, and Maverick. All games that I think would qualify for this segment in the future if anyone wants to defend any of those games. But today we're talking about Royal Rumble. So I want to open the floor to Greg, and I want you to give your best arguments as to why Royal Rumble is a great machine, what you love about it, why others are wrong about it. Well, I think first off, I want to say that I do have a... One of the reasons why I love this game, it, it has a spot in my heart, is because... The first pinball tournament I ever played in in 1994, it was the uh, fourth IFPA World Championship. So the way that it worked was it was a 128-player double elimination bracket, and there were 25 of the most recent game from each of the main pinball manufacturers at the time on the floor, and that's where you play your games. And so the uh, high seed would pick the first game, and then the 
winner would pick the next game and so on. It was best of three double elimination. And the four games, so there were there were four major pinball manufacturers of so the four games on the floor were World Cup Soccer, Demolition Man, Gottlieb Premier had Rescue 911, and mm. Data East had WWF. And so this the fact that this was, you know, one of the games that I played at my first ever pinball tournament, you know, it kind of holds a place in my heart because of that. But also, I just think like, first of all, God, it's amazing how like corny and 90s this game is. Oh, it's peak. In a good way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because it's like all of these wrestlers, like the clown whose name I can't even remember Doink the clown. who it is. <laughs> Doink, yes, thank you. Doink the clown and all of these wrestlers and they're like corny, cheesy moves. It's like so camp. And like the main sound call is some wrestler going, yeah, yeah. macho man. Yeah. <laughs> Say, yeah. It happens. Oh, yeah. All the time, constantly. And, and so like from that perspective, it's just so entertaining and yep. so nineties from a game standpoint, it's a pretty fun play field to shoot. It's got a couple of big ramps. It's got a fairly standard, like for the time mode base rule set with a multi-ball that you set up. It's not particularly easy to get, but like most data East games at the time, it would light it for you on ball three by default. Another thing that I wanted to kind of point out is and one of the reasons why I thought of this game is because I think a lot of the Data East and Sega games get kind of shit on as kind of like substandard Williams games, which in a lot of ways they were. <laughs> and Data East, like they never, it, there's, I mean, there's reasons like Data East never had the resources that Williams did. And one of the things about the pinball industry is that if your line's not moving, you're not making money. And so like, as soon as your last game goes off the line, you got to put the next game on. Yeah. And when you're making less games, that means you have less time to make. Oh, for sure. And so at Williams, where they would have a year and a half to make a game, at Data East, they might have six months to. And so mm -hmm. like led to a lot of the reasons why a lot of them don't feel particularly great or rushed. But a lot of them are really actually fun games. If you take away the lens of looking at them as compared to the Williams games, right? Because like you can't compare a... Honda Accord to a Ferrari, but that doesn't mean that a Honda Accord isn't a good no. car, yeah. right? Right. And this is a pretty fun game. It's like it's got modes. They're goofy, but they're you know they are modes, and they make you hit different shots. <laughs> no, but like, but like, also a lot of them like actually tie yeah. into the characters pretty well yeah. and the theme. They make you hit all all of the different parts of the playfield. Like you can't just like loop one yeah. shot and you know get a ton of points. There's a lot of points in the game that aren't tied to the multi-ball necessarily. The multi-ball sequence is pretty fun. Give me a hell yeah! The animations and sounds are goofy. And if you get one, and this is also another problem with a lot of Sega and Data East games, is that a lot of people, like, they've never played one that's been refurbished. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so... A lot of them just play like garbage and because like the flipper mechs on those games weren't as good as the ones at Williams, they tend to die much more easily. And like if you play one for a couple hours, the flippers get noticeably weaker and stuff those, like that. Those Data East flippers, yeah. when they're playing right, are well, yeah. so powerful. Well, those things can crush walnuts. They're kind of like <laughs> stern. I mean, they haven't changed that much. Yeah. It's, they're snappy. But yeah, I, I agree that the flipper feel of the, of the 90s games comparatively, like a Bally Williams game, I pulled some apart that surprisingly you could still make shots with that were pretty mushroomed and bad. Yeah. But Data East, I they kind of feel start to feel hollow and they just sort of, they just don't... Yeah. They're spongy when they're not kept up. But yeah, I would say, you know, Data East, 
Royal Rumble. We had one, put it on the floor for a while, and it was it was fun. I thought it was fun. Well, you're supposed to be hating on this game, I thought. Isn't that no, the purpose no, of this no, segment? No, 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 no. Other people hate on this game. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, I kind of like Royal Rumble, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to read some bad reviews here. Someone has to not think, like it. No, plenty of people don't like and it. I'm going to say a lot of... A lot of the Data East games of that time, Jurassic Park is a good game. I agree. Yeah. I think T- Tales from the Crypt is a solid Agreed. game. And the Sega era, like Frankenstein is a yes. really good game. Oh, Baywatch is yes. a good game. I was thinking about doing that one because that's a John Board game. And I was thinking about doing that one as one of my Die on the Hill games because I think that game's fun. I think too many people... I thought about Baywatch, but I think too many people actually people like it. I think people do really that like that game. That one's not a Die on the Hill. That's too popular now. Starship Troopers is yeah. fun. Starship Troopers is sick. That's one that when I first got into pinball, I loved that thing. And that was part of why yeah. I got a Hobbit was because I was like, Joe Balser game, one giant pop-up <laughs> enemy, good. Joe Balser game, four giant <laughs> pop-up enemies, gotta be better. Take his ass to jail! You go to jail, you son of a bitch! All right, all right, hold on, you go to jail! You have chosen poorly. <laughs> that thing's down the road long ago. <laughs> I'm gonna well, so I'm gonna go right into these bad reviews then. Good. Someone named Sesh Pilot says, quote, some people love WWF. They think it's a diamond buried under a bad theme. That may be true for some, but I just didn't like it. And here's why. I'll start with a the theme. I don't like WWF, but I especially struggle with buying a game covered in half naked dudes. Sorry, but having to stare at Macho Man in a pink spandex top <laughs> just doesn't help me rate this game well. I hate you. I hate your guts. I didn't care for the layout. I know, right? <laughs> what this a is pinball such a inside review. review. I think this guy was in Alabama or something too. So it's like, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I didn't care for the layout of the shots. The center ramp was way too close to the flippers in my opinion. And both it and the left ramp drain right away if you don't make it all the way up the thing. While the mini play field was super cool in its time, it feels ultra gimmicky to me. It doesn't feel like it truly serves a purpose to the scoring. The callouts get pretty annoying. Macho Man yelling, yeah. Yeah, 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 Over and over again. Number four, it's a Data East. I don't mind some Data East, like Star Wars, but I thought this game just felt cheap. It's nowhere near the build quality as a Williams Bally, in my opinion. Lighting was nowhere near as good as the solid Williams Bally from that era or even the era preceding DMD. There are some cool innovations with the game, like the tap button, which requires you to take your hand off a flipper and hit tap as many times as possible to score bonus points, or the fact that you get penalized for cradling the ball when certain shots are required. That is seriously cool, but I can't see myself ever buying this one. If you dig late 80s WWF, it may be awesome for you, but if you don't like wrestling or looking for that diamond under a poor theme, look elsewhere. This isn't it. (laughs) What do you make of that review? I don't like wrestling. Like, I've never watched wrestling or cared about wrestling. But how can you not, like, love, like, the campiness of this game? Yeah. Like, it's so 100%. It's very much in that realm of, like, it's it's gotten so bad that it's looped back around to being good. It's like no fear to me. I grew up liking wrestling. So it's like, to me, this fits 
I love the theme because I love the <laughs> camp and the soap opera of it. And I love greased up muscle men in tights. Like, cause I think that that's hilarious. Right. Like this guy's like, I can't buy it. And I'm like, that's the best stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's like a, what a lot is going for this cave. Like it's like me with no fear. <laughs> yeah. Like, You're like the theme's the best part. Yeah, Alex really likes the theme of no fear, not just the game. Like he loves the theme, <laughs> which is hilarious. All right, but the next oh, the next review we have Caucasian Two Step, which seems to show up on this series a lot because he's rated over a thousand games on Pinside. But he says, "quote World Wildlife Fund is a pinball game that needs a serious software overhaul. The pros, doink. The cons, the rules on this game are deader than half the wrestlers on the game's art package." <laughs> Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Ramp spam up the middle is a valid description of this, rendering everything else on it worthless. You would have thought they had learned their lesson with Star Wars. The takeaway, this game could use some steroids for code for a P3 rewrite, end quote. Mm. So the only pro he lists is Doink the Clown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you're going to give the game one good. pro, yeah. you know, it's Well, I mean, good. there's some legends on there. Hulk's on there, Macho's on there, Undertaker's on there, like, like, from a wrestling fan standpoint, yeah. there's some, like, great wrestlers on there. Doink wasn't, like, an all-time great, but he was of the time. That's what's funny about watching. These games are time capsules of when they came out, just like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like, it's a time capsule of its time. Like, it was such a big deal then that now you look back and you go, why did they make a full pinball machine about that? Or why is Doink the Clown on Royal Rumble? But, you know. Right. Why did they make a game from Johnny Numane? You know, it's like... <laughs> what's, inter what's interesting is what you were saying yeah. about Data East is, and I think this speaks to Joe Kamenkow personally, but it's like, you look back at the Data East games and like, while Bally Williams also got licensed and they got a, they got a couple really big ones like Terminator 2, they got Batman, like Data East got Batman, East. Star Ew. Wars, like oh, yeah. they were getting big licenses, which and is- And then that yep. continued with Sega. Yeah. Sega got monster licenses too. Which is wild that yeah. like we look at, Everyone seems to think the Bally Williams games are better, and I think they, by and large, are. But it's it's interesting that they got these massive licenses, even with you know less time to make games and selling less games. And they got Jurassic Park, like we were talking about, like Dude, that's insane. And then they gave Jurassic Park, or maybe it was Star Wars. John Borg's first design was a monster license. Yeah, and you're like Jesus. Yeah, they Christ. actually did two yeah. Star Wars games. They did you know Star Trek 30th Anniversary. They did Back to the Future. They got massive yeah. licenses. I think it, you know, I think it shows their kind of a different attitude towards what they're doing to sell yep. games where, and you know, you see this in Stern now where they lean very heavily on, on themes that will sell, whereas Bally was more focused on making a game that was fun and they both found success in their own way. I mean, you look at like a game like South Park, for instance, first of all, they got that game at the height of its popularity. Yeah. Like this, and then got it out the door very quickly. Yeah. And that game is Awful. I agree with that. Really bad. And they sold a shit yeah, ton of that thing, yeah. man. They still earn like, like crazy. Yeah. They yeah. yeah, they earned like crazy. And that was in like 99. So like pinball's collapsing, right? Like it's that right. Bally Williams is shut down, right? Like it's, that was that was the last game that was purely a Sega. Because after that it was Sharky's shootout, which came oh, out so as a then Sega it became and a Stern. Stern. All right. So then Gary rebranded yeah. as Stern right after yeah. that. 
That's interesting. All right, so another review. Wait, 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 wait. We got to go back to that one. Can you really just spam the center ramp? Is that like a safe strategy? I don't remember. I mean, it's a safe strategy. Oh, the yeah. thing is, I don't remember it actually being worth any That's points. That's the thing. I Right? So I don't know why you That's would like do. a coward strategy, but I don't think it would even get you like points for a league night. Uh, Maybe I'm remembering wrong, though. I feel like there's something that builds up on the center shot. Mm. I do remember that there, there's something it. that builds up on the center shot that you can hit. It's, again, like there's points in the multi-ball. There's points in the modes. I guess you could just hit that over and over again. Uh, See, I don't have that self-control. Even if you tell me that's, yeah. I'm a big defender of the coward strategies in pinball. <laughs> like whatever it takes to win is what I'm going to do. But I'm, I'm just, and, so, and maybe that's a good topic for another <laughs> podcast, but I don't remember. I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but I don't remember that being. Yeah. I don't remember that either. All right. We got another review here from Jester64 says, quote, games last forever, not a real challenge. I'm a wrestling fan too, and this game got boring, and the sounds are very annoying. End quote. <laughs> Short review. <laughs> know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. There's a guy named Dave Heggie who was a very, very good pinball player for a long time in Chicago, and at a pinball expo, he won the tournament one year, and he wrought, and he won a WWF, and there was a programmer in Chicago named Orin Day who worked on most of the Data East games. And he one time Dave came up to Orin and asked him to make a custom ROM for WWF so that it would say EA less. (laughs) (laughs) And it just says it too much. Like, can you you just make it say EA less? (laughs) The less Yara. Guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot dogging in? (laughs) (laughs) Can't imagine, you know, having that be your biggest gripe. I don't know if that ever happened or not, but I definitely remember him asking. Great. All right. Tabasco Man 77 says, WWF Royal Rumble is basically like a wrestling match. It's not always pretty. There are botches. And most of the time, you're rewarded somewhat. I'd love to tell you that it's fun to play, but it's aggravating. First, the play field is ugly as hell, mainly because most of it's covered by a metal ramp version of the Jersey Turnpike, and there's not much left to work with. Seriously, there are ramps everywhere, including a huge ramp right up the middle that you will hit multiple times, even if you're not trying to hit it. That middle ramp is a huge detriment to the game, taking away most of the other shots that would make this an actual game. Hitting the upper playfield ring in the corner, for instance, is a miracle if you can. And you may or may not even know you're up there until the ball drains away from it. The audio is basically a variation of Hulk Hogan's Real American and Vince McMahon yelling stuff through a pillow. You take me to him. Take me to the son of a bitch. Take me to him. Come on. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Where's the son of a bitch? Where is he? All the audio sounds this way. That's a shame. I've yet to play Stern's WrestleMania, but I'm hoping it's an improvement on this mess. Uh oh. End quote. I think he's going to be disappointed because. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. (laughs) I don't know. We played a WrestleMania LE for the first time not too long ago. And oh, I was yeah. like, it has a lot more going on than the pro. It, it has some more. I hate that game, though, to be honest. Oh, it's awful. Uh, it, that it's upper so ring it's with very the different. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very yeah. unique, but uh, I hate that game. I Like, Royal Rumble, to me, is the best wrestling game, for sure. 
unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. It's funny, I'm looking at it right now, and at the time, I remember we always used to make fun of Data East because, like, a lot of the artwork on, like, their playfields looks kind of like somebody, like, took a magazine, made a Xerox of it, and then cut things out and pasted them out to the playfield, <laughs> and this definitely kind of has that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I think it looks good. But I, but now I find it kind of charming. Right. Like, at the time, I thought it was dumb, but now I'm, I find it kind of it. I kind of think... I agree with that. They look like they're cut out of a comic book to me, so it doesn't look bad. Yeah. It just looks kind of like a stylistic choice. Yeah. All right, so Quickie Mart says, I think this is one of Data East's worst games, but it's not the worst game ever by any company. So I think that that's <laughs> a good Data review. I don't know. That's like a mediocre review. <laughs> that's like, it's one of their worst games. However, other companies have made games worse than this you're like i guess uh i don't know if i would say it's even close to data east worst game though no dude uh phantom of the opera is the worst I that game sucks phantom of the opera is pretty bad what else is last action hero is not fun lethal weapon 3 is not fun there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable stuff yeah i don't there. like the original the... simpsons game oh is yeah oh, that dude, one that's sucks. a disappointment yeah i agree back to the future is pretty bad to me, it's Phantom of the Opera. I, every time I play that thing, I'm like, this game sucks. But <laughs> if anyone wants to come on the podcast and defend Phantom of the Opera, I would love to have you on. Yeah, I played uh, <laughs> Tommy for the first time recently, and that was not good. Oh, really? Tommy's, a, I didn't Tommy's like... considered one of the good ones. I actually like yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I like Tommy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's cause yeah. I, maybe I just had too high of hopes because I'd heard it's one of the best ones. Yeah. Again, it's like it's got to be playing well. Which you never know on location, and you know, but uh, well, yeah, down my... one down. Okay, so Quickie Mart said it's one of Daddy's worst games, so maybe not the worst game ever by any company. But Ten Pinball disagrees and says the worst Daddy East game. Period. Comparatively speaking, you are like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. Yeah, and I am the entire desert. So. <laughs> Uh, that's that one's self-explanatory. A one sentence, the worst out of East. Period. I mean, anybody who wants to like know, think about bad games, needs to like take a Data East game and then play some of the Gottlieb Premier games from that era because those games are terrible. <laughs> Don't you say anything like, about bar premieres? Barbwire, Barbwire, uh, Freddy, A Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Big Her, I, I agree. Um, Freddy's pretty bad. Shaq. Shaq is terrible. Shaq like, these games are so Dude, bad. Shaq Attack's got and it's like, how can... one of the worst bat glasses of any pinball machine. It's got him like cartoonishly I love, big. I love the Shaq bat It's so bad. And that game's loaded. All of those premier DMDs, it's like they had unlimited budget know. for the play field. Yeah, they did garbage. put a lot on the play field. They just didn't come together. I think that's what... And yeah. Gomez has said that in interviews where he says... If you give someone too big of a sandbox, it just becomes a mess. Whereas yeah, if you give yeah. them limited resources, it makes you resourceful, I guess. Yeah. And it, you, you do more with less when you know you there's a cap. And I think those uh, DMD premieres is a perfect example of that. You could give them a monster license. You could give them unlimited budget for the, for the max, but not enough time and not enough experience and... It comes out like garbage anyway. All right, so I got three more left, three more bad reviews I found. Bink76 says, okay, 
I really want to apologize in advance to those that like this pin. <laughs> he starts off with an apology. First off, the theme just doesn't work for me. Why did I buy this pin? Would you like to answer a question right at this particular time? Would you like to do that? I mean, what was I thinking? Then, of course, there's that silly little ramp in the center. I don't know. I've had it for a while now, and I'm afraid I must send it out the door. I just do not get it at all. I don't know why I'm writing an honest review when I'm trying to sell a game. If the prospective buyer is reading this, please ignore it. It's only my opinion. Apparently, some people really like this game. I just can't figure out why for the life of me. End quote. I like that one. Yeah. Like an apologetic. I like, like I don't like this. Why am I being honest about it? It's People do like it, though. I like when guys buy games blind like that yeah and you're like what did i get into especially when it's an old game because it's like dude you've had 30 years to try it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so kinetocross says pros no 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 <laughs> negative reception towards the game led to different games being awarded to the a division victors in future pinball expos it's also good for spare parts cons most insulting first place prize in pinball history. So he lists the pros as like they gave it away at a couple expos at the uh, tournament uh, as prizes. Yeah. And then he says, cons, it's got to be the most insulting first place prize in pinball history. <laughs> He's like, terrible sounds. All I can hear is, yeah. <laughs> Shoot the ball up to the upper play field to make the game never end. No flow at all. Rules are terrible for experienced pinball players. And it was funny because at expo every year, the like it would switch they would switch between which manufacturer sponsored the tournament every year mm -hmm. and so and usually that manufacturer would give away one of their recent games and so like one year data east did it or, or sega did it and i think maverick might have been the terminating nice. game and then the winner got a wrestling <laughs> they got a wwf <laughs> that they just happened to have sitting around at the factory <laughs> i mean between those two, I'd rather have the WWF, but it would be hilarious. Yeah, it was just, it was just like, it just felt like a slap in the face <laughs> at the time. Yeah. All right, and the final, final one I have is Peter Churinga says, "I hate this stupid pinball." <laughs> That's it. He just wrote, "I hate this stupid pinball." Don't be a crybaby. Offended <laughs> him personally. Uh, he wrote like a whole review of that. That's funny. Maybe that's what I should write for Stern's Star Wars. <laughs> that's all you need to say for Stern. I think everyone already knows why you would hate it. <laughs> all right. So you have any last words on uh, WWF Royal Rumble, Greg? Anything else you want to say? No, I don't think so. I just think people should, you know, give, you know, give the uh, Data East games more of a chance and, you know, stop comparing them to Adam's family. Like, everything sucks compared to Adam's family. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. You know, play them and accept them on their own merits and just kind of, like, you know, lean into the cheesiness. Like, there's there's a lot of fun there to be had. 100%. I agree. I like WWF Royal Rumble, but I also like a lot of those other Data East games. And every time I see one, I'm always trying to play it. Like, I, I love playing those games, like, because you don't ever see them anymore. Yeah. And they have such a bad reputation. Just, you got to play them. You got to play them. Make up your yeah. own mind. So we're going to end this episode of Die on This Hill with a plea for everyone to go out, find a Royal Rumble, use the pinball map, find a Royal Rumble near you and go play it. And then make up your own mind. You can send any emails, wedgeheadinfo at gmail.com. 
I want to hear your thoughts on it. We'll probably post a poll when this episode goes live on seeing what other people think of Royal Rumble, and we'll post it to our Instagram. So if you're hearing this, go out, find out, play it, make up your own mind. Everyone else, thank you once again for listening to the Wedgehead Pinball Podcast. I want to thank my co-host Alex and our guest Greg Dunlap for being here. For everyone else, we'll see you next time. Good luck. Don't suck.